Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Ten months into Russia's war with Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin says he wants to negotiate an end to the conflict. Or does he? The statement came as air raid sirens were reported across Ukraine, and in the Ukrainian city of Kherson, at least 10 people were reported dead from a rocket attack on a market on Saturday. NPR's Charles Maines is covering the story from Moscow. Hey there, Charles. Morning. Uh, Let's listen to the words. What exactly did Putin say and how did he say it? Yeah, well, context here, of course, is important. You know, Russia has repeatedly said it's open to negotiations. Uh, The catch, uh, it's provided they're on Russia's terms. And that really was at the core of Putin's message in an interview on state television Sunday. Let's listen. So here Putin says he's ready to discuss some acceptable outcomes in Ukraine, but insists that it's Kiev and the West who've refused to negotiate. And again, more context, uh, Putin's argument for a while now has been that the fighting would have ended on Russian's terms if it weren't for Western military aid to Ukraine. Uh, Putin went on to say the West was trying to tear apart historical Russia, which in his mind includes Ukraine, and that Russia had no choice choice but to defend its citizens. So certainly he's coming at this with his own unique perspective. Well, let's explore that perspective a little bit more. You've indicated that he's always said he wants peace on Russia's terms. Um, Is he reflecting at all the reality that uh, Russia's military has done so badly, has suffered such enormous casualties, and while they have taken some territory in Ukraine, they've also lost some? Yeah, you know, to a degree, although not to a point that's acceptable to Ukraine. You know, early on, the Kremlin wanted regime change, a a pro-Russian government in Kyiv. That was behind Putin's calls for denazification, if you remember, this part of this kind of false claim that Ukraine was somehow overrun with fascists and needed to be neutralized. Uh, But as Ukrainian forces pushed Russian troops back from Kyiv and then other portions of the country, Moscow's demands have shifted to uh, really asking that Kyiv recognize Russia's right to Ukrainian lands it has seized. Uh, Specifically, this is four regions of Ukraine that Russia annexed in September in a move that was condemned internationally as illegal. But there's a problem here as well. You know, Russian forces can't seem to hold the territory. And so if you're Ukraine and you keep liberating your own country, why would you sign away anything? Um, That said, there is a debate, particularly in the West, over whether it's realistic for Ukraine to reach its stated objective, uh, the complete expulsion of Russian troops from Ukraine, including from Crimea, which Russia annexed back in 2014. Would you give us an idea of the significance of something else that Putin said, something that uh, Russian media were shut down at one point if they used the word, and now Putin is using the word war for the special military operation? What's going on? Yeah, you know, ever since the beginning of the conflict, there's been this strange semantic game going on here. You know, the Kremlin, as you note, banned the use of the word war by the media, even shutting down some media over it, and insisted it was conducting a special military operation in Ukraine. And the reason for that term is this. It implied uh, the military campaign was limited in scope, uh, with limited sacrifice for the Russian people. And yet here we are uh, 10 months later, and Putin finally publicly said Russia wanted, quote, the war uh, to end soon. Uh, Now, like his negotiation offer, it came with charges the West was trying to prolong the conflict. But the use of of the word itself is significant in that it was a small nod to growing discomfort at home over a war that has gone on far longer than promised or planned and at enormous cost not only to Ukrainians, but Russians as well. And Paris Charles Maines, listening to what Putin said and also to what it may mean. Charles, thanks as always. Thank you.
This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.